Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait, you look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money? A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV, starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start saving today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. Sling. Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. Hey, what's up everyone? Ben Kissel here. So I hope you enjoy this episode of Top Hat. I just wanted to say up top, uh, we did not mention the Supreme Court. They ruled in favor of the Colorado baker who refused to bake a cake to celebrate the marriage of a same-sex couple. Uh, the verdict, the ruling was seven to two. However, uh, according to experts, this decision was very, very narrow and leaves another day for virtually all of the major constitutional questions uh, that were presented in the case uh, to be solved in the future. So there it is. So, But also, if, if you're a Satanist and you've got a cake shop, you don't got to make a cake for no one you don't want to, and vice versa, evidently. So just wanted to mention that here. Uh, the decision was written by Justice Anthony Kennedy, a big decision um, uh, in many ways, and I'm sure we will talk about it in the future. Let the word go. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, you can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to the show. I am Ben Kissel with Marcus Parks. Hi, Ben. You're a dog father now, Marcus. <laughs> That's great. How's the dog doing? Dog's doing great. Oki from Oklahoma. Oki from Oklahoma. He's a little stinky because yeah, he's, he's been in a kennel, but we're getting that taken care of. Isn't that wild? He's a stinky dog. <laughs> for, not, not, you're not a stinky man, though. I'm not. They, oh, Although, thank you for saying so. You did sit by one on the plane, though, didn't you? To uh, uh, wasn't that was to there San Francisco? To there San Francisco. was a, a man with very intense bo that even yeah. the orange spray of the flight attendant could not get rid of. Hmm. Worked for a second, and then the B.O. came in and punched it out. Well, that's sad. I think they die young with all the uh, aerosol cans that are sprayed around them. <laughs> they have to uh, con- consume more of that than the average person. I feel bad for the person who can't control the odor. It's not their fault. No, I don't think this guy could control it because he seemed very comfortable with his lot in life. Well, I'd like to adopt him. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> we got a bunch of stuff to get to. We had eight states had a primary last night. Uh, and it was fairly good news for the Democrats, specifically in California. We don't have all of the results in yet because California is slow. Yes. But it seems like it was headed in the right direction with the 10 districts that tended to lean Republican. Democrats thought they might be able to pick up uh, a couple of seats there. Of course, they do a very interesting uh, they have an interesting rule in California where it's the top two vote getters. So it doesn't matter what if you're a Republican or a Democrat. Theoretically, you could have a Democrat going against a Democrat in the general or vice versa. It's just whoever has the top two. And that was put in place by the governor Schwarzenegger. Yes. Yes. That's weird. Back in 2009, I believe it was. And I'm not exactly sure 
Why? Uh, because it doesn't yeah. <laughs> seem to make anything uh, more fair. I suppose theoretically that was the intent. I, I don't quite understand, but I don't get it. Nonetheless, uh, one of the bright sides going in, and this is what I mentioned on Cavuto. Mm-hmm. I wore a tie. You did. I did. Because <laughs> I had to go to Cena's wedding, and I had to buy two ties, mm-hmm. and so I'm wearing those now. Guys, my roommate's still tying them for me, though. But that's okay. <laughs> I'm getting there. I'm adulting. Yeah, adulting. Welcome. Seven out of the ten districts that uh, tended, again, to lean Republican. These are places where Dana Royenbacher is from and uh, where this guy Ed Royce, Daryl Issa, Ed Royce and Daryl Issa, both Republicans who just decided to bow out. They've had enough. They're done. Uh, so they are not running for re-election. Those places, seven out of ten of those voted for Hillary Clinton. So they're relatively pragmatic voters. Uh, obviously not tied or tethered to uh, one political party or another. So mm-hmm. that's why the Democrats thought uh, that those could be really viable seats to potentially flip. And, of course, the Dems have got to flip 23 seats in the midterm primaries if they want to take the House. And it seems at this point, just judging from the data that we have so far, they are still it's still a plausible possibility. Yeah. So if you're the Democrat, if you're the Democratic Party, you should feel... Um, Fairly good right now about your chances of possibly taking back the House. I will say, with these 10 districts in California, they hemorrhaged money. And one of the big concerns was they had too many cooks in the kitchen. You know, we were talking so much on this show about getting involved and, uh, you know, going out there and running for public office. In this case, in a situation like they have with the top two vote-getters going on to the general regardless of party, it could really muck up the works because you could theoretically split the vote uh, so many ways that you have no Democrats getting on the ballot whatsoever, and that was a big concern specifically in Ed Royce's former district, uh, the 39th district in California. There were, I believe, seven Democrats running and four Republicans, something like that. Nonetheless, the big concern was... What are you guys doing? Some of you have to get out. The DNC actually came in. Of course, Tom Perez and his uh, group of, uh, of cronies came in and tried to have some folks drop out. They did not want to do that, but it seems like uh, it will end up being okay. But there's a lot of very heated, contested people who are looking to get the second most amount of votes. Votes. Those are still pretty heated uh, contests right now in California. And I guess those primaries between the Democrats were pretty brutal, which, again, probably not the greatest idea, but uh, it is what it is. Yeah. As concerning the money that you said was spent, National Democrats spent over $7 million on these races. Yes. And that's just what the Democrats spent. That's just what the National Democrats spent. Right. That doesn't even count the Republicans and what uh, the people who weren't officially a part of the DNC spent. And, of course, the DNC is still in an immense amount of debt and, uh, again, hemorrhaging cash. But perhaps uh, if they can get the house back in the midterms, perhaps it'll be invest in investment uh, that is well worth it. But so uh, Iowa also looked uh, fairly promising for the Democrats. Some seats were picked up there. A lot of female candidates, as a matter of fact, did quite well uh, in these primaries. So there was some good news on that front. Uh, Abby. Finkenauer, she is a state legislator. She prevailed in Iowa's first district in the Democratic primary. Uh, in Iowa's third congressional district, the AP called the Democratic primary for Cindy Axon, A-X-N-E. And uh, if either 
Finkenauer or Axon win in November, the Democrat would become the first woman to represent Iowa in the House, uh, despite the fact that Joni Ernst, of course, the Republican who is stern, um, <laughs> she represents them uh, in the Senate. She represents uh, Iowa in the Senate as, of course, a, a female. But that's interesting to me. I didn't realize that Iowa had yet to have a, uh, a female uh, congressperson. So, hmm. that, so that there could be uh, some some good positive headway on that front. So a lot of things happening in Jersey. Everything seemed to go well for the Democrats, including the uh, re-election or potential uh, setting up a re-election of Bob Menendez, who just out of the courtroom, just like <laughs> immediately. I, it, it's amazing to me, yeah. these politicians who go from the courtroom right back uh, to their offices and, uh, of course, he's going to be a potential senator there out of New Jersey. So if you are a Democrat and you are looking for that so-called blue wave to actually crest and hit the shore and uh, bring over 23 Democrats uh, to Washington uh, in the midterm, it is still a possibility. And so far, uh, the Democratic Party seems to be doing fairly well in these midterm elections. Yeah. Uh, a lot of Republicans, again, dropping out, just choosing not to run for re-election, and uh, so it's kind of an interesting field this year, to say the least, specifically if you go back to uh, what's happening in Wisconsin as well. They did not have a primary. They were not one of the eight states to have one. But with Paul Ryan dropping out, I was speaking to the person, uh, to a person who worked fairly closely with Randy Bryce, mm-hmm. Iron Stash, over there in Wisconsin, and she was telling me that, uh, you know, I was like, how is Randy doing? You know, is it great that Paul Ryan has dropped out? And she said that was the worst thing that could have happened because he was running basically like, I'm not Paul Ryan. Yeah. Uh, that was kind of the campaign. The essence of the campaign was like, I'm not him. I don't even do setups. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but now that he is out, it's possible a more moderate Republican can come in and, and uh, kind of take the sails out of the iron stash, uh, take the wind out of the sails out of the old iron stash there. But we'll see. Evidently, he is, Randy Bryce is quite overwhelmed right now. Yeah. That's what I heard. I heard that she t- she told me. He is. He seems to be a little bit over his head, uh-huh. but that happens. Uh, I think he is authentically a steelworker, yeah. not necessarily a career politician. I mean, he isn't a career politician, and so being over his head would make sense because basically, despite the fact he's running a local um, congressional election there in in Wisconsin, it's a national election because yeah. of the name uh, of the name notoriety of the one. Paul Ryan. So we will continue to keep you up to date on that. And by this week, by next week, we'll have all of these numbers actually official. And then we can actually let you know if the uh, Dems are still doing as well as it looks like they could potentially uh, be doing. All right. We got a bunch of other stuff to get to. A lot of things happened this week. <laughs> yeah, A lot I mean, of things. Some good things, some bad things. It was a bit of, this week was a bit of both, I have to say. For the old Trumper, I, this was, if you if you are a, a pro-prison reform, you got to be uh, happy with what you've seen this week. Because is there anything besides just the one pardon that came right on the heels of the Dinesh D'Souza pardon? Well, the Dinesh D'Souza pardon, of course. And then a, <laughs> he also pardoned uh, Kim Kardashian's what is it? Is your great grandmother? A relative of hers. Alice Marie Johnson was just pardoned by Donald Trump, and she was serving life imprisonment. It's now been commuted. And then, yes, he did pass, uh, will most likely die in the Senate, but the First Step Act, uh-huh. which is a wonderful act. Uh, that basically gets people out of prison earlier, and they go into halfway houses and things like that. It's a big, it's a big money grab for the private prisons, but it is what it is. That's just going to be 
Uh, they're always going to get their money. But this is actually something that a lot of criminal justice reform advocates have wanted to see passed for quite a while. So it's one of those things where if he can get anything done on criminal justice reform, I really don't care if it's him or anybody else. It has to be done. And the people who, by the way, Elise Marie Johnson, she voted for Hillary, had she voted, mm-hmm. uh, which she did not. Maybe they did a fake prison vote. I don't know. <laughs> but she obviously was not able to vote. She would have voted for Hillary Clinton. But nonetheless, it does not matter. If Donald Trump can make some headway on that, uh, we just have to support it because those folks who are wrongfully or uh, incarcerated right now for just huge amounts of years for doing relatively small, minute crimes, whether it be drug-related or even a little bit of thieving, should not put you away for life. Uh, they don't really care who the president is as long as they get some out. Yeah. So that is what it is. I think that that's a positive thing. The um, what was the, and there was a, there was one other good act, but I talked about that on the last episode. Also, on a stupid note, uh, Donald Trump is appealing the judge's ruling that says he can't block people on Twitter. Yeah. So there's also that. Yeah. So uh, it's, just a little bit, it's a little bit of everything. There's some fairly serious things going on here. Yeah, uh, man. He over can't, the last he, week. They're not going to let him block people on Twitter. <laughs> and, and, some... and Donald said, I want to block people on Twitter, and he's, <laughs> he's appealing it. <laughs> I can't believe he's. I can't believe that's what he's spending his time on. Uh, but there, yeah. I mean, there are more serious, like him c- claiming again on Twitter that he can pardon himself. I mean, that's a... That's serious. That that's I don't think that's something to be taken lightly. Yes, he says that he can. Of course, that goes back to... Well, uh, you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, not sounding possible. alarm. I'm not sounding alarm bells on fascism here or anything. But I mean, it is the the foot, tiny footsteps that he's taken towards uh, America being something we no longer recognize. Uh, he's taken tiny little footsteps towards it. Uh, every day, something happens here that you know I look at and think like that doesn't feel right. Like that well, that he, doesn't that doesn't he, seem right at all. He wouldn't be pardoning himself. I mean, that would be a total nightmare for him. That would just ba- basically guarantee impeachment, and I just don't see that happening. Uh, but who knows? He is going pardon crazy, which I like. I, I hope he s- continues to pardon more people. Pardon a person a day. I mean, not so much Dinesh D'Souza. Yeah, it's but I, you know, I it think is what it's it going to be more along the lines of Dinesh D'Souza, honestly, because it just it just broke on CNN that uh, he is filing the paperwork for dozens of new pardons. Hey, all right. Uh, but I don't know if they're if he's going to be pardoning people like. Were you really that uh, happy when he pardoned Joe Arpaio? No. Uh, I think that's no, that going to be more in line with the kind of pardons that he puts forth. Well, who knows? We'll have to see. We'll have to wait and see. And uh, if criminal justice advocates can get what they want, if they can get some folks out of prison that don't belong to be there, uh, I'm just going to be supportive of it. And I will say, uh, free Martha. <laughs> Martha Stewart never belonged in prison in the first place. She was there. They, they caught her for lying to the FBI. They didn't even catch her on the original charge. He's just pardoning people for things that he's guilty of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but isn't that, I mean, whatever. Yeah, some people are, I, I mean, even saying that he's doing this as a signal uh, to people yes. that, you know, don't talk, keep your mouth shut, and I'll pardon you. Well, I mean, especially for someone like Paul Manafort, who is now uh, in more trouble than he even had to be, yeah. which is that possible, because evidently, while he was on house release, he was trying to reach out to witnesses. They, they are tapping everything. Yeah. I don't know what he's thinking. How are these people supposedly so intelligent, so uh, well-versed in knowledge when it comes to the, uh, the inside workings of Washington mm-hmm. and not knowing that this dude, uh, Mueller, is going to have everything that you do under, uh, under watch? Well, how they got it. Wasn't it that he tried doing it through WhatsApp, but they found it on his iCloud? 
I don't even. That's hilarious. <laughs> I think that's I, I don't don't quote me on that. I might be wrong, but I think that's how he got caught because I think he tried to use like I know what, WhatsApp on WhatsApp is like oh you know it just disappears. It's fine. It'll be oh, fine. Perfect. Of course it disappears. <laughs> but his uh, but something was like uploaded to the iCloud, so so they they figured it out pretty uh-huh. pretty fast because he wanted people yes. to perjure themselves. Uh, well, that it, dude it is. is uh, I mean, and these are the these are the people he surrounds himself with. Well, I mean, of course, Paul Manafort very significant in the campaign. He ran the campaign for many many months there, despite the fact that Donald Trump says he barely knows him. But Donald Trump says he barely knows a lot of people who are in trouble. Believe <laughs> <laughs> it or not, there's a ton of them, a oh ton of criminals gosh. that he ba- he has so many criminal acquaintances. No friends. All of his friends are good people, but great people. A lot of lot of criminal acquaintances. We'll see what's going to go on with Michael Cohen. By the way, we yeah. we will follow that case. That dude is sweating right now. <sighs> And uh, I don't know. On a human level, I do feel some sympathy. He was just trying to do his job, I guess. Um, uh, but then, of course, he, he's also you, a total schmuck. Are so you it seriously is what it is. given he was just following orders? Well, he was. He was. <laughs> <laughs> that was exactly what he was doing. Yeah, but you, you know? say that's a, that gives him that. It gives him sympathy. No, I'm a human being, Marcus. I feel <laughs> he is a father as well. He's got kids and shit, and he's just like. Oh, like he is like he is forever he's like one of those bodies in Pompeii he is just forever staring into the uh, 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 apocalypse and his eyes are just huge like he's tripping on acid 24-7 he knew exactly where he was going with that you, oh. did you read the story of him uh, bragging after Trump uh, won that he was going to be mayor of New York <laughs> that he was going to run and win as mayor and of New York and who wouldn't want to be mayor of New York <laughs> what, a, what ass- a prize that asshole had a road ahead of him and he ran down it as hard and as fast as he possibly could well there's definitely a wall in that road right now and he is <laughs> you know speaking of gymnastics he's he's flipping every which way because oh. he's got to protect his own hide he's got a couple of young kids and a wife there and uh, probably more of a future than a lot of these other schmucks so who knows what's going to happen with michael cohen that that aide remember that aide that made fun of john mccain uh-huh she's fired why because she made fun of John McCain, but like oh, Donald I, Trump is still there. I thought I thought that she had. Uh, I thought they'd kept her around. They did. Did they wait? How long did they wait before they fired her? Well, I don't like. Well, what was that like stupid? Three weeks ago? Yeah, it was like three weeks ago. <laughs> I mean, it, not. It wasn't even as bad as what the president himself says. So yeah. I don't know. But evidently. Um, she uh, Kelly Sadler is now is now gone. No. So the administration is cleaning house. Not However, there. Scott Pruitt is still there. The head of the EPA, who is just one of the strangest dudes. We should never even know <laughs> what the name of the head of the EPA is. But oh, we should. We should. Scott Pruitt. Yes, but not in the context. Not in like the blind items. <laughs> Like, what is Scott Pruitt doing? He's, like, out there. He's got all of these staffers trying to buy him new apartments or, you know, searching for new apartments. He wanted to get a bed from Trump Tower. A a hotel bed. Specifically an old mattress from (sighs) Trump (sighs) Tower. God, can you? What is on that? Okay, okay, I kind of get it. What? No, wait. Let me let me finish. Yeah, because it's disgusting. (laughs) Was he asking, "Get me the kind of mattress, the kind of mattress they have in Trump Tower," or was he saying specifically, "Get me a used mattress from a Trump hotel"? Well, I don't. Because I can understand saying he wanted the one that he slept on. No, just anyone. 
But well, it's if disgusting. It's, if it's one that he slept on, then that you know, by definition, other people have slept on it as well. Of course. But he might have just been asking, "What was the type? What's the type of mattress that the Trump hotels use?" Okay, well, that's benefit of the doubt for Mr. <laughs> Scott Pruitt, who also tried to hook up his wife with a great situation uh, as far as Chick Fil A. Yeah, he wants to. He wanted to. He, I don't know what this. Does he know what his job is? I don't think so. I just no, don't his, understand. His job is to gut the EPA. He's yeah, the he's doing. Guy, he's a perfect guy for this job because he all his job is gut the EPA. Right. He doesn't need to know anything. Uh, he's just another rich asshole that's trying to take the organization, take the American government for as much as it's possibly worth, as fast as he possibly can. This or this fucking administration is just a bunch of strip miners. Well, he definitely wants to. Uh Sleep on a cozy bed. (laughs) Hey there, Ben Kissel here for Dollar Shave Club. Dollar Shave Club sent us here at the studio some goodies, and I have to say I love each and everything they sent us. My favorite is Dr. Carver's Softening Beard Oil. It keeps my beard looking soft, full, and healthy. If you ever shower or brush your teeth or try to make your hair look presentable, I've got good news for you. Dollar Shave Club has a lot of stuff to help you out. Dollar Shave Club, yes, that Dollar Shave Club, delivers everything you need to look, feel, and smell your best. You name it. Shampoo, conditioner, body wash, toothpaste, hair gel, even a wipe that'll leave your tush feeling tingly clean. I'm a big fan of their amber and lavender calming body cleanser. Never smelled anything like it. Good luck finding a product that great at the store. All of Dollar Shave Club's products are made with top-shelf ingredients that won't break your budget. You'll feel the difference. Plus, shipping is included with your membership. And here's a great way to try a bunch of Dollar Shave Club's products. For just 5 bucks, you can get their Daily Essentials Starter Set. It comes with Body Cleanser, One Wipe Charlie's, their amazing butt wipes, their world-famous shave butter, and their best razor, the 6 Blade Executive. Keep the blades coming for a few more bucks a month and add in shampoo, toothpaste, or anything else you need for the bathroom. Check it all out at dollarshaveclub.com slash top hat. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash top hat. Going back to that first act bill, or the first step bill, it passed 360 to 59. So a very bipartisan bill in this extremely divisive time, and I hope uh, the Senate passes it, but we'll, we shall see. Mm. Uh, so those are real policy things there that do make a difference. And then we have all the symbolic nonsense uh, that happens here as well when it comes to uh, the football team. We got a little football talk here. You get you ready for sports talk? Um, right. I'm always ready. Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> Soar. Well, there's, you know. there's, so a lot to, basically, there's a lot to unpack on it, though. There is a lot to unpack on it. Basically what happened was uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, going back just a week ago, the NFL passed a rule that says all of their players must stand for the national anthem. Oh, God. So now the people on the left aren't going to watch the NFL either. Mm-hmm. So no one's watching this thing. Yeah. The NFL, it just signed, uh, what was it, a $20 billion contract, something like that. Goodell just got $20 bucks a year. No one's watching. Yeah. 
you know, it's like ridiculous. I'm fairly certain whoever is doing their PR secretly works for Vince McMahon, <laughs> and they're just trying to get all of the athletes over to the XFL, which is evidently launching in 2020. I am very excited for that. Yeah, it'll be cool. Legion of Doom shoulder pads. <laughs> be, uh, nothing but nothing but fake spikes on those shoulder pads. <laughs> so the Philadelphia Eagles, obviously, they won the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl, and people were so excited in Philadelphia. One man ate horse dung, mm-hmm. uh, and that meme is still around. Yeah, it is. Poor guy. I don't know his name. He's done a very good job of keeping that name under wraps because uh, he did eat a, a lot. Uh, people in Philly know his name. There's a they very do. specific neighborhood in Philly that knows horse shit Don. <laughs> you got to leave him, right? <laughs> like, if you're his wife, you just have to. You got to leave him, right? I think so. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. It seems like that's not the first wacky incident that, uh, you know, that horse shit Donnie's ever been involved in. Yeah. I mean, I know you're supposed to be getting together through thick and thin, but like, What's the consistency of horse manure? (laughs) Super thick. Yeah. (laughs) That ain't in there. So they win the Super Bowl, and of course, naturally, you're supposed to go to the White House and say, hey, look at this. We're going to celebrate with the president. Uh, But uh, because of the politics behind all of this stuff, because we politicized every every damn thing in this country— a lot of the players didn't want to go. So basically, the Eagles said, hey, we'll send a couple of folks that want to go, including the mascot, no. which would be fun. Oh. I don't I want to hang out with the players. I want to hang out with the mascot. What's the name of the Eagles mascot? <sighs> Drunky the horse shit eater. <laughs> I have no idea <laughs> what the name of the... What, I don't know. We have to find that out now. It's been proposed as a question, and we must, must answer... Swoop. What is it? Swoop. Swoop? Swoop. It's an eagle. <laughs> Oh, I get it. All right. So uh, because not the whole because the whole team refused to go, Donald Trump then said, well, then no one's coming to the White House. And he canceled the meeting. And uh, then, of course, Fox News, uh, just being ridiculously stupid, posted a picture of Eagles players kneeling. Of course, the irony is they were praying, which is something that is right in the wheelhouse of Fox News. Yeah. Uh, they like to watch the people pray. Everyone has their um, gold crosses on, so we know they're religious. Uh-huh. And uh, so that was just a whole kerfluffle there as well. So naturally, the news media covered this story for about 77 hours. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit over, a little bit overblown. But, you know, these stories do matter because unlike politics, or whatever it might be, uh, the inner workings, and of course we'll have to get to we'll get to North Korea here in a second. People see this as a this is this is almost just as important as a policy when it comes to public perception, you know. And so you have a situation where it's obviously predominantly African Americans being denied access to the White House, uh, all because they were protesting police brutality. But of course, Donald Trump has swung this entire thing into a protest of the flag itself, uh, which it is simply not. And uh, we we've discovered this we discussed this at nauseum, and people at this point. We'll just believe what they want to believe, and there's nothing you can do about it. And Donald Trump just says it's about the flag, and that's just the way it's going to go. But yeah. so this was a missed, uh, just another missed opportunity because Donald Trump just plays in this pettiness, uh, and it's really going to be in hindsight. Maybe he'll realize it when he looks back on all of this. But that's the Achilles' heel of this entire presidency. He could have won this thing, and just stayed above the fray, got off of Twitter. All this stuff is just man-made uh, drama. Well, this is why he wanted to be president. This I, is don't, it. I just he, don't think he, he can li- control himself. He didn't want to be president to enact policy. He wanted to be president because it made him feel good. He does and, like that policy. He loves those pens. Yeah. <laughs> 
And anytime something makes him feel bad, he loses his shit. Because these, the Philadelphia Eagles, this is not the first uh, championship sports team uh, to not send their entire delegation. Oh, of course, the, yeah. the, 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 oh, the Patriots. Had, like, yeah. well, no, I mean, even in his presidency. Oh, yeah. Like the Patriots, most of them didn't come. The Cavs didn't go last year after they won the finals. I think uh, it, it does hurt his feelings. He wants to be. He wants to be the most loved man in the world. Yeah. And I'm sorry, bro. It's just not going to happen all the time. That's not how politics work. No, he's one among the most hated men in the world right now. I mean, if we're talking the world, I mean. Among Republicans, you know, among Republicans, his approval rating is second only to George W. Bush after 9/11. It's very high. It's that's it, that's no joke. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, I know it's very, very high. His approval rating with it, Republicans it's is, is quite well. It's extremely high, and uh, I just. I just don't get it. I mean, it's well, it's because things are getting passed, things are getting done, and and uh, that's what people are seeing, and that's just that's just the reality of it, you know. And that's why you know you look at the generic ballot between Republicans and Democrats. It was it was double digits, almost twenty points, and now it's down to like three. Mm-hmm. So the Democrats, they do, and that's why you know there's the battle within the Democratic Party between. Uh, the progressives and your more establishment moderate Democrats. And depending on the district, you got to be very smart here. It's not all going to work. You can't just copy and paste an establishment uh, candidate in a progressive district and vice versa. And that's the Democratic Party is as very valid reason to be concerned because shit is getting done. Yeah. You know, if we whether you like it or not, it's getting done some bad shit, some good shit, some we don't know shit, some scary shit with North Korea. The summit's back on. You know, what's going to happen? Who knows? Is any, you know, the, the amount of uh, just consistent lies when it, when it comes to, uh, you know, misinformation. Donald Trump talking about how he got a letter from Kim Jong-un. It was a beautiful letter, great letter. And then seven minutes later, he's like, haven't opened the letter. I have no idea what's in the letter. <laughs> and it's like, we, we heard you're being recorded. Yeah. You know, so it's just there's so much double talk and so much craziness going on. But if you look at actual policy that's being passed, the Republicans are doing very good at it, and again, despite if you agree with the policy or not. So they're seeing that, and they're like, he's getting things done, and it's just like— So they love him just because he's done just something. Hey, doesn't even, matter doesn't matter what it is like well no they something. like it they like his deregulation they talk about the economy the 3.9 percent uh, unemployment I mean what's missed on this conversation is that there's eight million folks now working uh, more than two jobs more than ever before and we have this situation happening now with the aluminum and steel tariffs going after the Canadians um, which really could devastate the American farmer it's a 45 billion dollar industry in California for example a little bit more diverse diversified of an industry. But in Iowa, soybean, it's very possible that they could be completely screwed. However, China did just say, just promised, oh, billions and billions of dollars if the tariffs don't go through. But we'll just have to see how all that stuff works out. I mean, I, I think the tariffs are a horrible idea. It's, it's not even a Republican idea. No, it's it's an absolutely terrible idea. I mean, these the kind of instability that these things may introduce. I mean, it could result in another market crash. It abs- well, it's just the creation of another bubble. Yeah, that's all that it, it's going to create. And the same thing with doing away with Dodd Frank, obviously put in place in 2010 after the cl- uh, crash of 08. It's just going to lead to more. Scrupulous? Unscrupulous? Unscrupulous. 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 (laughs) This is my son, unscrupulous. My daughter, unscrupuli. It's just going to lead to more unscrupulous lending, and that's going to lead to another bubble. And that's the thing. All of these, whether it be the tax plan, 
you know where you get the, you you get the cut uh, right up top. Whether it be like the tariffs initially uh, will be okay. You'll get a bit of you know a little bit more um, of a bonus. You know you have all of this stuff on the front that looks really good. Uh, the individual mandate, the Obamacare, similar thing. They give it it's on the front. It's really good, and then inevitably, uh, it's on the backs of the middle class, and it, it, it turns into a horrible mess. Yeah, and don't forget about all of the tax cuts. Exactly, that are coming, you know that are uh, going to be coming through. Like the what, the weight of that is going to be hitting us here in the next couple years. Absolutely, uh, and of course, it's the who is going to have their taxes hiked? The middle class. I mean, because yeah. it's not allowed, it's permanent for the businesses. Yeah. So uh, I mean, they said there we are heading if something doesn't change uh, i think we're going to be i think we're heading for a very hard time economically in uh, in in the near future yeah in the very near future but within you know, the next year or two the midterms are just a couple of months away and politics are all very you know um if people see more money right now if they think that things might be going well with north korea you know all that stuff i mean it is playing positively nationwide you know so it just is what it is it's it's short-sighted thinking but that's that's just kind of how a lot of folks think about these things because they don't know if they're going to be alive tomorrow anyway. Yeah, you know, we just try to survive one day at a time. So that's why his approval ratings are just through the roof. And it's you know, and now for the Democrats, again, positive things happening here in the midterms. But then we have on the national level, I'm like kind of getting a little bit sick already <laughs> because it looks like Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders are going to be potentially like the two the two names, not a brown hair amongst them yeah like it is the most white-headed dudes on the face of the planet which is fine it's just wow, the combined age of 160 i mean my god there has to be younger people uh, in the democratic be. party but i mean 80 years old is so old and it's fine i'm not it's even like age dissing <laughs> here um, you know no, i'm not age, i'm not yeah i'm not age dissing either and i understand that these are exceptional men uh that have energies beyond uh regular 80 year old men i mean yeah these guys these guys are able, like bernie sanders ran a campaign that mm. i as a you know 35 year old man would not have the stamina nor the patience to do he did that um you do get carted around a lot you do. I get, do have to say, you do like. There's a lot of carting around. You do get carted around a lot, but you know, there's a lot to it. You know, like yeah. there's there's a lot to doing, like to keeping all that shit together. Absolutely, and unlike Willie Nelson, when you sleep on a tour bus, you got to do it sober. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, that's very difficult to do. Yeah, uh, but these guys, uh, it's it's time for something new. It's got to be time for something new. And, and perhaps. What will it be? But the coffee magnet himself, Howard Schultz. He said that he so he's stepping down as the CEO of Starbucks. Which, by the way, I think Starbucks completely overcorrected with their bathroom policy, which is now you can just use the bathroom whenever you want. Oh, really? That's what the whole rule was. Now oh, there's nice. no, but you don't have to buy anything. It's oh, now Starbucks sweet. is a public bathroom surrounded by a coffee shop. Yeah, so we got so many new public bathrooms. Do whatever you want in them. <laughs> Just do whatever you want in them. Yes. So many. Oh, that's great. Yeah, because, oh, that one on Union Square, I'm going to use that so much. Are you sure you're going to want to? Do you have any <laughs> idea? The nightmare when you open that door. Oh, the Union Square one. Yeah, so they're just going to move from the... the. So Okay, so all the heroin addicts are just going to move from the bathroom in the Strand over to the Starbucks because there's no stairs there. They're going to do whatever they have to do to take the <laughs> most um, disgusting dump that they have to take because uh, heroin creates... Uh, we were walking down San Francisco. I was walking down the sidewalk of San Francisco for Cluster Fest this past weekend, which was so fun. We had a great time meeting everyone. It was great. And I was there on Saturday, and I'm walking down the street, and I got my shades on. Cool guy. You are. And I look to my left, and a man drops trow 
and just the stream of human feces. And it was, you could tell he just took the heroin. It just hit. Yeah. And it was just, and then I Googled property property values and they were quite high. (laughs) Good Lord. So yeah, get ready for that. There's definitely, San Francisco has a problem they're ignoring. They walk by everyone like it's normal, <laughs> but it's not normal. I mean, we yeah. do that here in New York. But we do, but I just like our I like our uh, the homeless people here in New York. You know, I don't. The city is just better for it, I guess. I I'm guess. Not sure. I guess. I don't. I don't know if we take. We could definitely do better with that. By the we way, we abs- need to build permanent housing as opposed to renting out four star hotels in Midtown. But that's could, a whole other thing. We could absolutely do better. But you know, I went into a Walgreens. And I would say 30% of the, 40% of the clientele were homeless men with gaping open wounds. Yes, a lot of Which, that. You know, I'm, and I'm not going to be bougie and say like, oh, no. look at all these homeless people. It's, there's a problem here that needs to be addressed. They need medical assistance. They need, yeah. Yes. There, there needs to be, there's, there are people here that need very, that need help and none of them are getting it at Absolutely. all. Yeah. Absolutely. But I mean, that's why. You know, it's interesting. You you have to be very careful. You want to be you want to be fair, and you want to be uh, you know you don't want to just incarcerate and throw away uh, drug users and all this kind of stuff. But you have to have a middle ground between Vancouver and you know like a, a police state in Arkansas. You yeah. know, you have to have a middle ground, and you have to have some common sense. San Francisco is becoming a little bit more like Vancouver every time we go. Yeah. And we were on Hastings Street there in Vancouver. If you want, like, if you propose the idea of, like, legal heroin use in the streets or, uh, you know, decriminalized use in in public, you just have to go to Vancouver. That's what it looks like. If you're fine with it, just know what you're getting. Yeah. Because it was living hell. It was, like, straight out of, uh, you know, Hellraiser. I was just the characters there who did not look happy. No. No one looked like they were thrilled to be shooting up in the streets. They all looked like they were in need of help, not just a blind eye. Yeah. So there, you have to have common you – gotta, you got to have a little common sense there. Something. Don't throw them away for life, but they need rehabilitation. And, uh, and that's certainly something that we need to talk about further when it comes to our opioid epidemic as well, which uh, hopefully that's something that Trump said he was going to get on, hasn't touched that yet. Um, hopefully they can make some headway on, uh, on that. Going back just quickly to the Philadelphia Eagles thing, instead of having the Eagles there, Donald Trump had a celebration of America, which featured music <laughs> by the military. It's the celebration of America. By the way, you know, he still hasn't paid those freedom girls. Really? The girls that sang oh, uh, USA. Well, I hope they learned an important <laughs> lesson. Them and their parents. Get the money! Uh, the music industry, is, it's its foul. So instead of having uh, the, uh, the Eagles there, the Super Bowl champions. He had a celebration for America, and they sang the Star-Spangled Banner, but if you get a chance to watch it, uh, he doesn't know the words. Well, it wasn't so, the Star-Spangled Banner. I, was it was God, God bless, bless America. God he bless knows it. the words to the Star-Spangled Banner. He just doesn't Thank know God. the words to God. He knows some of them. He's just got to practice it. And he sang the ones that he knew. He sings just like I do. That's the problem. <laughs> that is yeah. the problem. But if you're going to have a song like that, and if you're going to sing along, know the words. I mean, I don't know the words to God Bless America, but, you know, I also don't wave the flag every <laughs> fucking day and use it as a shield like yeah. he does. I know. He is definitely, as he has done with so many other things, um, I'm, the flag is not tainted. The brand is still strong, but I, I do. He, the way that he has tethered his presidency to the flag 
is uh, it's nationalistic. It's just it's, nationalistic and, and ridiculous. I mean, there's a the weird. I mean, we're absolutely we're marching we're marching closer towards uh, nationalism, and we're honestly we're marching closer towards fascism. Some I don't of the know, man. That, it's never as bad as O2, dude. It's just never as bad as O2. Well, O2 is extenuating circumstances. Uh, I know, but was, man, when they this, the flag- this is this is this is unprovoked. You know, O2 had a, uh, like, that was yeah, extenuating circumstances. You know, we were going through a collective shock. I'm not justifying it in any way oh, whatsoever. Right. I'm just saying that it's different. Uh, it is different. This is, he's true. doing it because he believes this is right and because it's protecting him. It's protect. He's got his little base. Yeah. And he, he, uh, this this whole NFL thing. Yeah. I, it's I, about it, him. It's just sad because, yeah. honestly, it's just clouding anything that he wants to do that because he, he anything that it wants to be uh, that wants to be a little bit more um, positive with because I, I do think he wants to do criminal justice reform it seems anyway that he is happy that Kanye likes him and if so if, you know and that could know. be what it's about that's it all it's about. It's <laughs> all anything is about. Yeah, Kanye put on a MAGA saying, hat. Kim Kardashian gets to go to the White House. Kim Kardashian, whoever is yeah. in his ear. Yeah, of course. So I want people in his ear. Yeah, because are you going to tell me that the guy who took out an, a full-page ad in the New York Times calling for the execution of the Central Park Five is interested in criminal justice reform? Well, we talked about this before. You know, that was the going, that was the theme before. You know, everyone, everyone was calling for it. And I'm not making any excuses for it. Um, obviously, in hindsight, he was way wrong. And has he reneged on that and said he was wrong? No. No. Um, but, yeah, he's always done that for his uh, – he's always stoked that racial uh, divide to, yeah. to keep his – to keep some base of support. And he found the NFL. And the irony is he is just destroying a multi-billion dollar American industry. Yeah. <laughs> no. All in the name of keeping uh, 20, 25% of his – supporters happy oh, oh maybe the, even more than that i don't even know anymore with the nfl everyone's so crazy yeah and the nfl he found the he found the lip on the biggest dog whistle in the nation yes he and did he is and he Good is blowing God. it as hard and as loud as he possibly can yep and it's again i i just i don't understand it and i don't understand now everyone is pissed with uh, the national football league and i just wish it was uh, not a politicized event i wish we could just go there on sunday get hammered and watch people do amazing acts of athleticism, but evidently no longer the case in this country. But just quickly, when it comes to North Korea, uh, Donald Trump hasn't said what's in the letter yet. Who knows if he's right? I just picture Jackie Treehorn drawing and then the big Lebowski uh, <laughs> tracing it, and it's just a man with a huge nut uh, and, and, and uh, dong there. I have no idea what's in the letter. Um, but the, the meeting is back on. Will they end up having, I don't believe that denuclearization is uh, any longer on the table as no. far as like an opportunity or a possibility with these meetings, but, you know, perhaps it can be something good. I I think if I had to say, like, who's the big winner, who's the big loser, first of all, caveat, Kim Jong-un is a total monster. He's a murderer. He's one of the worst leaders on the face of the planet. Uh, generational slavery, generational incarceration, starving people, absolutely horrible. But uh, in this case, he is definitely, he's a very intelligent political figure, and you can tell he's been educated, uh, specifically in the West at the highest schools, and he understands Western culture. And I think when he sits down with President Trump, if he does end up sitting down with President Trump, the first leader in North Korea to do something like that, obviously in the Kim dynasty, and it's gonna be it's gonna legitimize his entire place on the world stage. So yeah. it's 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 good for Kim. Uh, is it gonna be good for Donald Trump? We have yet to see because we just don't know what the results of these meetings are gonna be, uh, and perhaps it can lead to more. 
hopefully, uh, you know, more more peace on the on the Korean Peninsula and the end of this ridiculous war that's still been going on for what seventy years now. Around there, uh, if that could end, that would be great. Uh, as always. I will uh, withhold judgment until it is done, <laughs> if it can happen. Apparently, Mike Pompeo and, and John Bolton have a small little feud going, though, because yeah. uh, John Bolton hasn't been allowed into some meetings because Mike Pompeo wants to be there. Oh. And he wants to be the one taking the lead. So who knows what's going to happen. Let's just keep John Bolton away from as much as we possibly can. Nice guy. Crazy. <laughs> it's just so weird, like, knowing these people, because all he talks, they're just, he's just kind of a jokey guy, uh-huh. and then you, then, and then he's just like, let's blow up the UN. Yeah. <laughs> and then, but, like, he literally, he's just in the green room at Fox, slamming down mac- macarons. Macaroons? Macaroons. Mac- macaroons are good. Oh, yeah. God, I love a macaroon. They're fine. Uh, they're great. They're, you don't, yeah, you never liked them, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm a macaroon guy. <laughs> Hey, what's up, everyone? Ben Kissel here for Software Advice. I need advice all the time and have plenty of people to get it from. Henry on how to avoid alien abductions, Marcus for where to buy the best pickles, and my girlfriend who told me I don't need to wear a blazer to the beach. Because when you're dealing with a real head-scratcher, having your go-to person on call is a no-brainer. That's why I've got to tell you about Software Advice. When it comes to picking the right software for your business, Software Advice has done all the research for you. Their team of advisors can point you in the right direction so you can start working more effectively right away. And it's absolutely free. Just go to softwareadvice.com slash Abe and answer a few short questions about your business. You'll be connected with an advisor to discuss the best software options for your needs. Talking to an advisor takes just 10 minutes or less. Whether you're a medical professional, a construction manager, an HR pro, you name it, software advice will save you time and help you make a more informed decision. These experts are ready to be your on-call go team to help you figure out business software in minutes for free. Why wouldn't you start here? End the software struggle today. Go to softwareadvice.com slash Abe to get started. That's softwareadvice.com slash Abe to connect with an advisor for free. Softwareadvice.com slash Abe. And then once you do a deep dive into their policies, and if their policies actually do end up taking hold on a global level, they can be quite devastating, yeah. as we're seeing yeah. Uh, potentially here with Iran. Bolton has Olympic-sized swimming pools full of blood on his hands. Like, it's he is, uh, yeah, Bolt, Bolton is uh, one of the guys that is definitely responsible for the deaths of hundreds of thousands. Yeah. He, he shares was, the blame. I wouldn't say I definitely am not putting the blame solely on him, but he definitely no, shares the blame. One of many, but yeah. For, uh, yes, the general instability of uh, of the world. Absolutely. I mean, he was... Very, uh, he had a big role in forming U.S. policy there in the early 2000s. Bush years. Don't the, forget them. The Bush years. Do not don't. forget them, but George Bush is not a cute little monkey. Oh, they think he is, though. <laughs> they think that he is. So we'll see what goes on here. We'll, fe- we'll uh, keep you up to date on the primary, specifically what happened in California. Uh, marijuana, the legalization there, it's going to be a $4 billion industry. We'll see. If Jeff Sessions has his way and tries to um, halt that, of course, we also have the really interesting immigration situation happening 
in California, specifically when it comes to San Francisco, the sanctuary city. They did expand the law of sanctuary cities, allowing people who are felons to stay there, which does have some people, even on the left, quite uh, annoyed because the one of the creators of the law um, in the early 90s, I guess this was, uh, it, they, they added this caveat much, much later. It was about last year or the year before. So there are some people being like, hey, you know, maybe we don't want like felons yeah. uh, being part of it. And I can understand that public safety has to be paramount. That's really the only job of public officials is to leave you alone and try to keep you as safe as possible. And obviously sometimes uh, those those can uh, impede on um, on certain liberties, as we learned here throughout the years when it comes to the Patriot Act and whatnot. Uh, but we'll see, you know, if that attack on places like San Francisco in California end up hurting the Republican Party or if there's some uh, support for those sorts of ideas and uh, maybe more moderate Democrats uh, will be able to do well and uh, perhaps uh, some Republicans also. But the Democrats have got to take some of those seats yeah, because that would be huge if they can get five to nine uh, seats out of California from those Republican leaning districts. That would just be a huge, huge win uh, for them going forward, and they can get some of that momentum. And um, I don't know the the whole thing. What's your who's your favorite Democrat right now? That's that's the problem, right? <laughs> that's the problem. You know, for, I, I mean, I like Tulsi Gabbard, and I like Tammy Duckworth. Tulsi got into a lot of she got a lot of flack for not wanting to bomb Syria because it was totally meaningless and uh, it was a waste of everything because we just told them we were coming. She had a lot of flack for that, but I thought that was good. Yeah. Oh, and also, uh, when it comes to uh, Chicago politicians, uh, Tammy Duckworth, another Chicago politician, speaking of pardons, Blagojevich. Oh, yeah. Rob Blagojevich. He's gone. He's going to get out. He's going to. Did they make it official? I don't know I, if I know it's he, official he's yet. Just, he's mulling it over right now because he's getting anybody who is <laughs> oh. on Celebrity Apprentice that's yes. been in trouble. He's getting them out of trouble. He first. 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 First, getting them out of trouble first. <laughs> then he'll worry about all the people that were put behind bars uh, erroneously. You know, maybe some of the people on death row that were uh, put on that. put on death row. Um, well, you on, know, on uh, unjust charges. Maybe he hopefully. could do that. But now, nah, before that, like, let's get this uh, disgraced uh, Illinois politician out. They did oversentence him, but they oversentence everyone. Yeah. So. and he had something. He could have like stopped that when yeah. he was governor, but he did not. Yeah. Uh, of course, Blagojevich was sentenced for selling the Senate seat that was vacated uh, when Barack Obama became the president of the United States. If that ever happened. If that ever happened. If Barack Obama was ever president, because his entire thing has been eradicated. So his whole that whole eight years is like, I mean, OK, I don't know what happened. Policy wise. Yeah. But culturally, it was I mean, it's uh, that will never be erased. Well, now he's know? a television producer. Now he's so a television producer. All... But, you know, the eight years that he spent in office with like kids looking up to him like that's that's never going to be erased. I know that was it was nice. Yes. From uh, from an optics perspective and just a cultural perspective, having a first family. Yes. Was, was I think, something very important. It was very nice um, and important for people to see of all walks of life. Uh, to see a family uh, unit like that, a very traditional family unit. Yes, certainly a more traditional family unit than Donald Trump's family unit. And uh, and that's why we live in a time where now Republicans are also saying that this corrupt Democratic governor uh, 
should be uh, pardoned as well. It's so weird. It's just such a strange, strange world. And an um, Illinois politician. They hate them. They hate them. That was the whole <laughs> Obama thing for the eight whole years. Thing was they, you, came you know, from they a, don't call it the Windy City because of the wind. It's because of the, I, I know. Thank for you. So I understand. many years, it was just the the Illinois was like you can't trust Barack Obama. He's an Illinois politician. Right. They're the dirtiest politicians in the entire country. That's uh, it. And now it's like, oh yeah, get him out of there. Get him out you of there. Need to, you got to get him out of there because Trump loves him. And so if Trump loves him, then I have to love him as well. They just love him. And speaking of the first family, are you not? going to mention melania at all no i'm not because i thought that was actually just very mean leave melania alone you thought that was mean yes everyone's like melania what just leave her alone just let this woman let her go raise her kid for crying out loud she's doing the best she can yeah what a nightmare what a nightmare for this woman yeah she didn't do this she was trying to get every donald trump used to tell a story on the campaign be like i go home and melania says why are you so mean why are you so mean and i say i'm doing it for the american people she hates it yeah she hates his platforms yeah she hates hearing him talk she just wants this whole thing to just be like why can't it just be like Jackie she hates o? him she i would can you imagine <laughs> can, I mean, can you imagine she hates him so much. But it's you know, so obvious it's funny. I was to watching, see how much she fucking hates him. You don't have to you don't have to know her um, to see the oh she fucking hates that guy. I was watching uh Letterman's new thing. Have you seen Letterman's thing? Uh-uh. Uh, no uh, need for our next guest is my next guest is or my something next like that. guest is or no need my for ne- no, my next guest needs no introduction. There it is. Um he's got this huge beard, Letterman, very uh strange looking. But he had Howard Stern on. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was a pretty interesting one. They were talking about Donald Trump back in the day and her, and Stern and, and Trump were close friends and and Letterman and Donald Donald Trump, uh, to some degree, were also close friends. I mean, Donald Trump was friends with a lot of people. New York guys. And New, New York, York guys New and York celebrities. New guys. He knew everyone. And, you know, just talking about how, like, it was just a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. You go to the games together. Donald Trump is charming. He's boisterous. He has no real power. He's just <laughs> the, the face of a reality show. He might as well be... Um, uh, what was Hanging the, out with Jeff Probst. Jeff Probst, exactly. Yeah. He might as well just be Jeff Probst or Mark Summers. No, not to malign Mark Summers uh, of Double Dare <laughs> fame, and of course, Unwrapped. I guess we don't need to. We don't need to malign Jeff Probst either. I have nothing no, against him. No problem with him. He's putting out a lot of candles there. Not not fun at a tiki party, but that is what it is. But that's what that's what she married. She yeah. just married this billionaire who hung out with celebrities. Who was like, he's a little off color sometimes, but that's the Donald. And then it uh, I, and then it magnified, and then it got politicized, and then it is this. And I don't know. I just hey, feel man, like the media could cover a lot of other stories other than Melania Trump. That is true. That is true. But I mean, as far as her not knowing what to get into, her not knowing what she got into. Remember, Trump started his campaign with their rapists, their criminals. That, no, I know, but she was didn't, she was in. They already have a, what Baron was ten years old. I that, mean, that sort of thing doesn't. It's not like he woke up that morning and said, "I'm gonna wake. I'm gonna say rapists and I I now believe. I think it that, might have been like that. But I don't. But that's he the was thing. scripted, by the way. That it, was all it scripted. Was scripted. Yeah. Maybe he decided he was gonna say that today. But that belief did not get. But was not born that morning. I would. You know, like, I would that is a belief that he had for long before that. And there's documented history. Of, of course, him, of him long before that being a fucking terrible, I would, terrible person. I would venture to guess they did not get into too many really deep feeling, deep hearted political conversations. Yeah, I think it was a relatively <laughs> superficial oil and water kind of relationship. Yeah. And um, he was he had his beautiful wife who evidently he was not good enough. Uh, to, he had a series of other women as well. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know that whole like Melania watch thing. Just. 
come on. These are human beings still at the end of the day. And I, again, I do. I just have sympathy for the, the rule was. And obviously, Republicans have totally thrown this other than the bus, whether it be Chelsea Clinton or or even the Bush or you know, the Obama daughters or whatever. Um, and, 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 and uh, of course, uh, Michelle uh, Obama. But usually you're supposed to leave the first families alone, specifically <laughs> if they don't actively like pursue the spotlight. And I, Melania, she's trying to do her be best thing. And she just wants I don't know if the she was like out there didn't leave Michelle Obama alone for a fucking second. But we also don't want to be like the people that we don't like. Of course. Right. Not. And not, I don't of not, course that I don't not. like Republicans. I don't like the actions of of people who are just like, what was the thing with Michelle? Oh, she's a man. She's a man. That was, she's a but man. that was like Alex Jones and all that. Uh, By the way, it, did you see Alex Jones yell at Bernie Sanders in an airport? Uh, he still got it. <laughs> I'm like, dude, this is crazy. Ugh. He's just yelling at a 90-year-old man. He still knows how to yell at people. He you can you cannot take that away from him. Never. I would never. You can never take away yelling at people in public from Alex Jones. No. Why? <laughs> that's his that's his uh, I didn't see the video though. Did he do his weird fat guy run? <laughs> <laughs> it was it was weird. It was uh, it was there were, I would say it was a series of scutt- scuttle hurries. It was a no one wanted to be moving. Yeah. You know, yeah. cuz at some point, Alex is just gonna—he's gonna have to get sick of it, right? Yeah, I don't know. I maybe he's gonna run—he's gonna run out of steam eventually. Did he get over uh, what he was crying? I can't even remember what he cried about uh, with uh, Donald Trump. Was it Syria that he it was crying about, and then said that it's all over now? Yeah. But, uh, was it Syria? I don't know. So now many he's things just happen. got this stupid little lackey with him that just like mimics him, and then his kid is doing stuff, uh, and it's all it's it's uh it's worse than you could ever imagine. I looked at Infowars the other day. It's like it's just so the only thing, like the like mainstream news is horrible. Television news is horrible, yeah. and the only thing that they really get any kind of like car blanche on is making fun of television news. Because it is horrible. It's all superficial nonsense. You just get dumber yeah. uh, watching it. But then whatever information they're presenting is equally bullshit. So, again, you just have to try to figure this up, this stuff out for yourself. And, uh, yeah, just try to use your common sense. Yeah. And just, uh, yeah, look above. Because I will say, if as I was talking to my buddy about yesterday, like, if you just if you just look at certain policies and you don't have any uh, context of who passed those policies, there are some okay things happening, and then of course you also have a lot of the horrible things happening, uh, specifically when it comes to immigration, just being uh, just taking what's happened in this country for quite a while and and making it even worse. And uh, I just feel like that's unfortunate. Yeah. But did you see that? We talked about this on the last episode when you weren't here. The uh, 2014 picture of all the kids who were imprisoned. And then when it went viral online, and then everyone's like, "This is Trump's America," and then it was like, "No, that was Obama." No, and uh, it's just our immigration system has been so effed for so long. Yes. Um, and in uh, meanwhile, we just take total advantage of these people who really do a lot of the most crucial work in this country. Farmers, for example, in Iowa, I just read an article. They tried to raise uh, the wages that they were paying. Crickets. No one's showing up for these damn things. Yeah. So we have to be smart here and just, un- I don't know why we're maligning immigrants. Uh, these are still the people who make this entire country go. Yeah. Um, and there's more, I mean, and there's, I mean, there's so many more like horrific policies that, that are going on right now or like things that aren't being acknowledged. Is, we're not acknowledging oh. Puerto Rico. Oh, we have to, yes. like that, that, that's I what, know, I, I mean, until the end of the episode. Yes, we should do, yeah. we should actually do a hardcore 
a deep dive on what's going on there. I'd love to. I mean, yeah, it's like we're we need mm. this needs more attention. Absolutely. Uh, how many people actually <clears throat> died during the last hurricane in in Puerto Rico? Uh, what it's, the number is five thousand. They're saying I think now? it's four thousand six hundred twenty-five. Uh, I think, or maybe four thousand six hundred two hundred. You can round up to five thousand. You can round up to yeah. five thousand. Yeah. Uh, and Absolutely the official horrible. government death toll is still sixty-four. Oh. Uh, and th- this is uh, it's beyond atrocious. It really uh, is. Uh, th- this is something that I I every day there's like I said every day there's more stuff that I just I just don't recognize. Like yeah. I, I just it doesn't make sense to me. Well, you know, it's just one of those because they're not in the con- uh, continental United States, out of sight, out of mind. And Donald Trump doesn't fucking tweet about it, so then the news doesn't talk about it. Yes. Because the news media, they pretend, I hate this excuse, where they want to do, I was watching the circus, and there's behind the scenes with Don Lemon, and they had this whole thing they wanted to talk about. Um, it wasn't about Puerto Rico. It was something about criminal justice and uh, community policing, and they scrapped it because Donald Trump tweeted some dumb shit. Um, maybe that was the NFL thing. But it's just, then they're like, well, we got to follow it. It's the presidential tweets. I said, you don't have to follow it. No. You can be in charge. You can control the conversation. You control the narrative. That's what what the media is supposed to do. The media is supposed to control the narrative, not the other way around. Twitter is ruined. Everything yeah, Twitter, Twitter is, is ruined. I hope the people who... Well, it really is. I, I mean, it's... Yeah. I. I the the far I mean the the Twitter book that's going to be written here in about like ten years uh, the just the general social media book somebody is going to write uh-uh. a book about Facebook and Twitter uh, and it really like the impact that it's had on society oh, totally. in this decade because uh, yeah. that's I think that's what this decade is going to come to be the 2010s is the it's be the, the social it's media the social media yeah. decade uh, because the, it has the social media has defined our decade Absolutely. in so many ways yeah uh, and will continue to do so and it's all I, such nonsense they'll be like people uh, twitter demands that uh, amy schumer's movie is fat shaming and then you look at it and it's like eight eight comments yeah you know and it's yeah, like yeah. no twitter is not demanding eight or comments. saying that that movie is bad i mean that's just an example i could yeah. think of because she got maligned for a comedy for like she was an anti-feminist <laughs> yeah. or something i mean like what do you, what's happening yeah i mean because it, it started with the 2000 i mean you can even line it up with like presidential elections like started in 2008 uh with the way the Obama team was really able to use the internet and was able to, uh, but by you know, today's standards, yeah. By, but they they began it how they right. were able to use people on the internet to help get Obama elected, and then with each election, it kept getting more and more Ugh. and more intense, and then finally at the end of the decade, the end of the decade is 2020. You yeah. know, so we're gonna see. Exactly. So we're going to have a full decade of social media and how it affects our culture, how yeah. it affects our politics, uh, how it affects our personal lives. Uh, it's going to be horrible. fascinating in hindsight. Uh, and it's going to be I mean, we're all going to have that's the amazing thing is that one day we're all going to have social media stories the way other people talk about going through the fucking depression. Yeah. It's pitiful to make that comparison. Uh, and that's also if we don't go through another Great Depression during our lifetimes. Uh, so we'll, we'll I don't see. think we'll have anything on that level. But, I mean, I'll tell you one thing. Uh, Brooklyn, Bedford Avenue, my, my home area of Williamsburg is being devastated right now. But that's a whole other thing. Um, so, yes. All right. Well, we will talk more about everything political next week. I think it was a fun episode. I think so. Yes. Uh, we'll figure it all out. <laughs> Every time you say that, <laughs> I, we'll figure I always it laugh. Yep. No, in no way won't we. 
Thank you all so much for listening. We love you. Hail yourselves. You can find us. You can find me on Twitter at Ben Kissel. I still do it. I like the comments. Our Twitters are, are, are fairly kind uh, places. And then Instagram at Ben Kissel one Marcus Parks for that. I met Doug the Pug. <laughs> I met Doug the Pug. I should have led with that. I met Doug the Pug. Yeah, you should have led with that. It's a great. That's a much better story. That's awesome. God dang. What a dog. <laughs> Talk to you all soon. Hail yourselves. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. (laughs) 